Hello and welcome to the Divine Discovery Podcast. I am your host, Deja, and I am here to share about all things holistic health, well-being, conscious movement, mindset, manifesting, spirituality, self-confidence, and soulful business. So you can transform into the best version of yourself, bring your dreams into reality, and discover your divinity. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode. I'm so excited for today's episode because I'm going to be interviewing the beautiful Kerry, who's one of my friends and she is just incredible and I cannot wait to dive into this topic around conscious parenting, around inner child work and all the things. So if you wanted to maybe give our listeners or my listeners (laughs) a little introduction on who you are, uh, what you do and maybe a bit on your background as well. Cool. Hey everyone, this is my first podcast. I'm very excited. (laughs) Um, So I am, firstly, I'm an earth angel. Um, I am a a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming and hypnotherapy. Um, I'm a conscious parent educator. And my background, actually, I've had a 15-year career as a nanny. So I started in childcare when I was 17 um after a couple of years in the childcare industry decided to go traveling and do um, nannying Mm. as a travel job and then when I came back to Australia I continued to do nannying and then recognized and pivoted my ideas around supporting mothers although that was always part of the mission supporting mums by taking care of their kids but within the new knowledge that I have as a coach as well recognizing the pivot for me with my career is now focusing more on supporting moms specifically yes I love your journey and I just love that we have such similar backgrounds as well because those of you who don't know my background is also in early childhood education mostly in childcare for like seven years so you've been doing Mm. way longer than me (laughs) but I know you and I both are very interested in the topic around conscious parenting and conscious education like how would you kind of describe or, yeah, kind of share what that is? Like what is conscious parenting and conscious education? So the conscious parenting um, fascination for me came actually one of my first ever, uh, it was a, a podcast that I listened to um, of Janet Lansbury. Actually, no, it was a book first and then a podcast, mm. um, Janet Lansbury. And she her podcast is called Unruffled. And she has parents um, share their experiences and then she responds in the conscious language. And I just was so fascinated by the way Mm. she was really, um, it was just such a, there was so much realness in the way she was responding to the parents um, to help them recognize the part that they get to play in it as well. Yeah. And this is um, where my coaching has started to really, I mean, it's all to me all linked Um, but the perception is projection and what that is also in parenting and caring for children. So what we can see outside of ourselves exists within us and how could we support children to recognize that their behavior isn't them. Yes. Their behavior is their way of communicating to us something that's going on internally inside them. Yeah. And I mean, it's the same as adults. If someone behaves a certain way, what's internally going on inside them um, that they want to actually potentially express something else or they haven't yet found the words for it or whatever it is 
So I see children and adults, adults very similarly in that way. Um, however, within the conscious parenting realm, it's supporting parents to see that, um, mm. that if their internal world is uh, what they're creating in their internal world will also be uh, expressed outside of them in the form of their children, their partner, their family. Um, yes. So it's language. Language is the key point to for me as a coach, but also with the conscious parenting, it's the language we use is what creates our reality. Mm. And the children are watching us all the time. Yeah. And everything we say, that their first words come from what they've heard. Yeah. Um, and the reason mum and dad begins to be that first word is the parents talk to the kid and say, mum, 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 mum. You know, yeah. it's like they're, they're just absorbing everything that we teach them. Yes. And so if, if there are families that are stressed, about money and their how are we going to make this work why is this so hard that that's what children are hearing that's what their reality becomes and so recognizing those small little shifts for myself um just in simply the first thought I have waking up the first words I say to myself knowing that the children that I've been caring for and in turn now the parents that I coach that their language is the first thing that those kids get to hear and that creates their idea of the world Um, And it's a really freaking important role to be able to support children in that positive language, Mm -hmm. Um, not positive language in pretend that it doesn't, that the real feelings don't exist, but being able to reframe it and turn it around to find the positive in whatever life is, is showing us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And would you also say too, like with, from when we are from zero to eight years old, that's when everything is created. That's when our beliefs are created. That's when our personality also is created as well. So your parents have a massive impact on, or whoever raised you have a massive impact yeah. on from that time of zero to eight years old. Yeah, and I like my understanding and knowing now is that every every person is doing the best they can with the resources they have at that time. Yes. And when it comes to parenting, my belief is also that you can't fuck up your kids. Like they're always going to learn what they need to from the right person. And the thing that they believe they didn't learn from their parent, they go and seek it elsewhere in a mentor or a friend's mom or whatever it is. And that's been my experience. Um, So I think one of the things that dropped in for me yesterday, we were talk. I was at an event and they were talking about proper behavior, this idea of what proper behavior is and the word proper, where that comes from, the etymology of that word. Yeah. And recognizing that proper behavior is so different to so many people. And when I think of it in the context of children and education, a child goes into a classroom and for one teacher, proper behavior is different to the next teacher that they yeah. see. So these small children are trying to be a certain way for that teacher, thinking that their behaviour is inappropriate because that teacher believes it is, going to the next teacher who believes another behaviour is inappropriate. And they're literally walking around in this, who am I meant to be, where do I belong, because nothing mm. seems to be appropriate. Yeah. And the only person that decides what proper language is is self because even between you and I we'll have different beliefs and values about the same thing you know and that's that those beliefs start being formed as a young child Mm. um so just that recognition of how important the role of adults 
is for a child and how their experience of the world that they get to create even as a child and then into their adult years like really thinking about what what are we setting our children up for Mm. um and how can we better ourselves so that everything that the children around us see allows and supports them to have a really great life as well yes yeah absolutely well could we possibly touch on maybe those societal sayings that so many I guess so many people or it's so so normalized to say to a child like oh don't wear that dress because you're a boy or whatever or like those sort of things that kind of impact um, a child on how they show up in the world as an adult Mm. Um, yeah and I think that also um, ties into that proper behavior proper language proper you know and that could stem back to like the gender stereotypes when mm-hmm. a when you find out your friend's having a, a boy you buy everything blue and it's trucks yes. and it's <laughs> all the things and that child gets brought into this world of these are the things I'm meant to like and if they grow up not liking those things the creation of this is wrong I don't think the way people think I should all these things yeah um so it's it's the language piece. Um, and so some of the main things that I've recognized is they're like children are inconvenient and they're a nuisance and they, mm. um, it's that idea that children have to slot into the adult's life. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I've seen it so much, even just the simple, like being at a restaurant kind of thing. And I, actually the other week we were at a, a birthday party. I think it was a two-year-old birthday party. I was just sitting up, we were sitting on a rug on the floor and I was thinking, what is this experience like for the two-year-old? Like, yeah, what are they seeing right now? And it's not that it's wrong to throw a two-year-old's birthday party, but the recognition that it's an adult's world yeah, in so many ways and children are meant to just have fun and enjoy it. And there's so many ways that we can actually allow children to be part of it doesn't have to be separate like Mm. this is what children like this is what adults like what if we were able to encompass that all together what if a two-year-old's birthday party was all the adults are painting on the ground with their hands like who says that that has to be all the food is up on a high table that the children can't even see and the kids are on the floor and the adults are standing up like how could we make the world a safer place for children to want to be a part of and feel like they have a voice and and uh, what they have to say is important yes and so that back to what you're saying about the like the phrases and things that the children being a nuisance or children um children are loud or children are inappropriate it's like actually children are completely in their like they're we're all born with the the knowing of who we are yeah it's over time that the programs and societal Mm -hmm. beliefs change that um the simple thing of like when a child I know for me when I got to like 18 and was voting it was like I voted what my parents voted just because that's what I heard them talk about yeah I never stopped to think what is it actually my belief or what did what research do I want to do yeah I just took on that belief yeah and so having that recognition that what we do for ourselves, it's important for us, but who's watching? Like, yes. Who else is around? Who else are we influencing? Yes. Um, 
and ultimately doing it for yourself first and then knowing that that gets to have a ripple effect on whoever you're inspiring around and in our life so far within the childcare world that that happens to mostly be children that we get to inspire and influence so and interesting thought that just dropped in is around um I don't know what your experience was but for me in childcare, there's a lot of uninspired women yes but I think as well too because in that industry you are so underpaid a lot of them too you're you're very much just seen as a number you're almost looked down upon not by all parents but there was some parents too that kind of just looked down upon you Mm. as a an educator or people being like oh you just sit and play with children all day and it's like oh man no (laughs) but yeah I would definitely agree especially with the I I noticed as well especially with a lot of the women because it is a very women dominated industry a lot of the women who had been there for years and years and years like 15 20 years they were miserable miserable and that also yeah they didn't want to be there they didn't want to be with there with the children because they're just so worn down yeah and working in that I industry. found that so many of the daycares I worked at it ended up being like a, a time we were just waiting for time to pass yeah the children yeah. are waiting for their parents to come back and yeah I was waiting for the parents to come it was like this wishing of time to disappear for yeah. both yeah and the culture and I know this isn't the same for every centre. However, it's been my experience in most yes, centres. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of women that are unhappy, unhealthy, and that's in body and mind. Like yes. there's people that are just like, what is the point? I come to work and I wait for the time to pass and I go home and I sit on the lounge. And that's actually, I know how, that that happens in a lot of industries, um, but that's been my experience of and what I've been exposed to. Um, and I remember when I moved back from England, um, so I was 27, I'm 32 now. And I remember going to this daycare and I was like excited cause I'm like new lease on life, just been traveling. And I got this casual role in a daycare. I wasn't necessarily excited about the daycare role, but I was like, I get to meet people. Mm. And I just remember being so like disheartened when I got there. Cause they were just like, there's just no life in the women that were in the rooms. They yeah. were just kind of sat on the floor and they're like, what's next? Like check their clock. What's next on the schedule? Yeah. Make that child be quiet. Where's their dummy? Like it's mm-hmm. all about just quietening things down so that you can get through the day and yeah. for the time to pass faster, you know? Yes. Um, and just that idea that that's what children's first experience mm-hmm. of the world is being at the moment is actually pretty freaking scary. Yeah. And I actually removed myself from childcare for that reason. Same with me. Yeah. yeah. And 100%. now being a coach, I know that I get to having that knowledge and being exposed to that, I now get to influence those people um, mm. to inspire them to not necessarily leave the industry, but to inspire them to actually instill their knowledge into those children. Yes the things that they are excited about in life. How can we teach the, these children to have a mind of their own and to create a life that they love from an early age? Yeah, and also not be restricted in how they express themselves as well. Like I, I remember hearing so much as well, like this happened as a kid. Like I was told that I was so bossy and selfish when I was just, number one, with bossiness, I was just like I was 
expressing leadership qualities whereas also like the selfishness piece as well I was just making sure I was standing up for myself Mm. like so I think though making sure that when you do label children in that way to be really cautious like not label them number one but be cautious about your words it's okay if you mess up but like take a step back and be like okay how can I maybe take a step back or come back and communicate with them one-to-one and just be like look mum or if you're an educator like um yeah kind of communicating with them because I feel like children don't get don't get enough credit for how actually in tune they are and how much they pick up on everything even energy too like yeah. the, like I remember too in childcare as soon as like the energy would shift as in like there was a few educators like frustrate each other or starting an argument with each other about something the whole dynamic of the room would change mm. with the children like the whole dynamic so it's very interesting on how how sensitive and in tune they are with energy shifts and changes as well and it can be such small changes in the language Mm. so for example saying to a child you're so loud and boisterous like I love how you you tell me what you want and I love how great you are at sharing what you need yes like it's exact same thing but it's allowing the child to realize like the greatness of that quality within them yes and um those simple language that's mainly what the conscious parenting linguistics and is about for me um so my mentor who I've just done my training with is Laurie Petrie and her companies teach through love and she says one of her taglines is conscious not perfect mm. and so like you said is like there will be times where I would I would encourage the parents that I work with to just I wouldn't just say yeah. to them the way that I spoke to you before isn't something that I'd like to continue and I'm going to do it differently moving forward. Like be honest with your kids. Yeah. Say the way that I spoke to you this morning really wasn't okay and I, you know, I'm going to change it and this is what I'm going to say in the future. How does that feel for yeah. you? How, allow your children to be involved in every part of life. You know, yeah. there's no like don't tell, don't tell the kids that you, you know, wish you'd said it differently. It's like if they can see the imperfections within the adults around them yeah gives them permission to be like oh I may have messed up a little there but I get to do it differently yes I wish time. I knew that earlier on with my parents as well because it got to the point later on in life where I was like oh they actually don't have all their shit together <laughs> like yeah. it surprised me so much for so long as a child I looked up to them thinking they're so perfect they're like you know mm-hmm. but they they were also dealing with their own wounded stuff wounded in a child and I think that's important to recognize as well as a parent as someone working with children as well is that there's going to be times where your wounded inner child may come out through what you say to them or something that was said to you as a child that you're passing because you haven't actually gone back and healed that Mm, so the memory trigger yeah yeah you could remember yourself being in that time that's often where I've found parents um will say that they've said things they wish they didn't and on reflection realized that it's because they could see themselves as a younger child in that same situation so the yes. child and back to the perception as projection piece it's like the things that we haven't yet released will show up yeah like they just will yeah and we won't always know how um but it will show up and we get to lean into it and that's part about involving our children I think is so important 
Yeah. Even if a child's old enough to say, mum remembered something that was unpleasant for her before and that's why she behaved this way. And yes. what's, what I'm going to do is release this so that I that won't happen again, you know, like, and it gets to be that simple. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be about like um, completely saying mum's a loser, mum this, whatever happened. It's not like you have to completely shut down and show all the parts of you. Um, mm. But the parts that get to empower your child, like allow yeah. them to to see that part of you. And so something that just dropped in as well as the, um, as I was talking before about involving children in more of life's and particularly within a family unit, there's some mentors of ours that we both have. And I remember um, hearing them talk about their business goals mm. and them saying um, how they had a family meeting to say, this is what mom and dad goal is and what we like how does that sit with you guys what are your thoughts around that and what we'd need from you guys to be able to support us is you put yourself to bed on your own on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights or whatever it is like having the family involved in the bigger picture so that children aren't having that experience of like oh mom's at work again or mom's Mm. out of the house or allowing them to know exactly what your mission is so yeah. that they can get excited for you and celebrate your wins um, as well as you celebrating theirs. Like yeah. it gets to be inclusive for the whole family when there's there's um, change going on or when yes. there's big goals going on, like have yeah. them part of it. And also allow them to have input. What, yeah. would, what would you like from me? Like this is what I would need from you. What would you like from me? So there's that like give and take yes. as well um so children have that that voice to also share and learn what it is to give and receive as well yes definitely Mm. well can we quickly touch on the inner child work yeah if someone's maybe maybe listening to this being like well I think there's a lot of things I need to work on especially with reconnecting with um like your inner child because I know for me for example too I pushed down my inner child for so long because I was like well time to be an adult and also there was a lot of wounds there so I just would almost like avoid going Mm. there yeah I think it ties back to the proper behavior thing that I was talking about that we've learned as children and even as adults and the recognition that um like some of some of the beliefs that we have even around how we get to show up so this idea that adults need to be professional and serious and that may be someone's belief um who told you that yeah like when did you decide that that meant you couldn't have fun or sing a song or dance yeah um so allowing so for me with the inner child work it's something that I'm doing at the moment I've collaborated with another lady Nicole Clark and we're offering um group coaching within inner child work and it's so interesting for us we both came into the collaboration with such a different idea of inner child work and I love that because it's all of it at the same time so for me it was about um how can I play more the way that a child would and um for her it was more about the intuitive side of it Mm. which I now recognize the importance of that too and how it's the same like yeah all personal development work all gurus all of the the people they're all telling the same message just in a different way yes so if you're doing personal development work 
um, as an adult, the inner child work, it, it may just reach you in a different way. Mm. So for me, inner child work is about intuition. So yeah. when, do, when do you have that feeling of, oh, this is an idea or this is, I want to move my body in this way or whatever it is and being able to act on that as recognizing that that is the mm. intuition in you, the inner child within you that knows what it gets to do. Yeah. And for what purpose have you been ignoring it is where you get to lean into the release and the healing of the inner child. Yes. If your body wants to move, for what purpose are you restricting yourself? Yeah. Is it because there's a unshackling of a belief that someone told you you have to sit still like we've been told in classrooms? You have to sit yeah. still and focused and, um, yeah, where, where can you listen to your body more knowing that, your intuition and your inner child are linked. And a question that I really love to ask my clients is if your daughter or your son wants to come to you with this same problem, right, that you're telling me, what would you say to them? Yes. And allowing them, it's like the reparenting aspect. Yes, reparenting where, yourself. Yeah, where can yeah. you where could you just visualize yourself as your own child, knowing that that's your inner child? Yeah. And what would you say to them to support them, encourage them, yes. connect with them? Yeah, um, I know one thing really that really helped me when I first start, started diving into inner child work is I started looking up a few guided meditations around like actually meeting your inner child and connecting with your inner child. And I remember the first time I did it, I literally was bawling my eyes out because I saw little little Deja <laughs> sitting on the bed and she all she wanted, she's like, I just want you to like hear me. I just want you to like nurture me. So I think too, like some really cool, um, if you're maybe someone who is like, I have no idea how to listen to my intuition because I've pushed it down and not listened to my intuition for so long that you just like, how do I even do that? Even just start with inner child work, start with what did you used to love as a child? Like mm. what brought you joy? What like start doing those little things like that. It may feel a bit like awkward and a bit like uncomfortable at first, but start doing the things that used to bring you joy and used to love as a child, even if it's as silly as literally going into the sand pit, the yeah. sand pit or something, going playing in the sand. Like, um, yeah, have a look at what, what you used to love and then you, you'll be able to practice as well, getting in touch with your own intuition and yeah. what you want to do. Like sometimes I even just get the, the urge to just like literally just dance or yeah. Like stupidly, like yeah. <laughs> stupidly go and dance. And what I realized is that throughout my nanny career, that was actually the way that I like um, was tapping into my inner child, but I was like hiding it behind playing with the kids. It was yes, like, me too. I get to paint <laughs> and like do the coloring and yeah. things and whatever. Yeah. And I loved it so much. And I realized that that actually was so healing for me yeah. to be around children and. I covered it with I'm playing with them and it was just actually where I got to be me. Yes. Um, and that recognition that my, I mean, I believe this for everyone, your career is is on purpose, whether you do it forever or you have a, a change that for whatever reason it was in your life, there was a purpose for it. Yeah. Whether that's to get to know yourself more or to learn the things. So for me, being in childcare and particularly as a nanny, it was learning the things that I maybe didn't learn from my family or my parents as I got to learn it and see it in other nanny families. So I worked in their homes and I'd see the marriages and the dynamic of the family and I'd learned so much through 
yeah. other people. Um, so recognizing that everything that comes to us is meant for us mm. for whatever reason, however great it feels at the time or not, it's still there for a reason. Um, and the same with children and children's behavior. So particularly parents, like the perception is projection piece I started with. It's like our children are here to teach us so much. Oh yeah. Self. I feel like they are so much wiser as well. Like, and I think too, like, cause I know my parents, for example, sometimes get a little bit like triggered when I'm like teaching them something that they're like, oh my gosh. Like they, they know it deep down. It's like, I know she's here to teach me. And I like, cause I'm almost out living out what their kind of dreams were, yeah. what they haven't kind of completed and like living out their sort of mission that they just didn't have the courage or just didn't complete yet. Mm. Um, and by also like healing your, like, for example, healing your own self and healing your own ch inner child, it also then again helps people around you, in including your parents, including your partner, like everyone yeah. around you is impacted by you doing the inner work first. Yeah, yeah. it's that lineage piece. So the lineage that was before you and the lineage that yes. comes after you. And I'm yeah. so excited that this knowledge is in my awareness before I have my own children. Yeah, um, me too, me too. Because I get to learn from all the parents around me, I get to ask questions and know that when that journey, that time comes for that journey for me and my partner, that I get to just be open enough to know that whatever I see outside of me is part of my learning and healing yeah. as well. Yeah, having that self-awareness, yeah. which I think is a big, big part of like parenting and being with children, like having that self-awareness first is so incredibly powerful to help with empowering your children mm. and bringing them up in a way where they can be their full self. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to jump back to around the career choices that we make, which I find very interesting, especially mm. me choosing education, choosing working with children is because and now that I reflect back on it, it was because I had a perception that I lacked nurturing and care in my childhood. So I wanted to bring that into mm. the work I was doing. Yeah. For example, too, like my my mum was a nurse. She also like felt like she lacked care and nurturing in her childhood. And for like a police officer who may have felt that had the perception that they lacked justice and order in their their childhood as mm. well. Yeah, no, I agree with that for sure because, like I said before, the the things that the child that children missed feel like they missed in their childhood. They'll always gain somewhere yeah. else in life. So um, you can't fuck up your kids. Know that they'll learn what they need to by their career choice yeah. or the the family that they marry into or whatever it is. They'll learn what they need to learn. If if we focus on being present with children in that moment and knowing that we get to um yeah to teach them about the importance of life and all the other things they'll learn from their environment and their surroundings and um like linking that to what you were sharing before about the importance of the adult doing the work first yeah um that's kind of the basis of how I structured my coaching is so that the parents come and have a breakthrough process with me first and then we dive into the conscious parenting knowledge 
Um, and my experience of this is that once the parent has had the opportunity and the support to release their limiting beliefs and their past traumas, then the conscious parenting knowledge just, it really sinks in because they're able to separate their um, limits from it and be able to actually really focus on how they can um, support their own child and the environment that they get to create free from their past limiting beliefs and, and release yeah. all of that first. Um, so that's it's a that's a new concept that's dropped into my awareness that I get to support families with. Um, and the people can come to the conscious parenting knowledge and gain things having not done their own breakthrough first. However, it's like um, you know when you start a new um, for me, for example, within coaching when I've been coached. Um, I now recognize that I get to go into every new coaching container with a clear mind, knowing that the knowledge I've learned elsewhere is important. However, for me to gain the most out of the new container, I need to almost come in with a complete fresh mind and forget everything else I've learned um, so that I can take that exact knowledge in and yeah. then incorporate all the other things at yes. another time when that makes sense yeah um as as to not have the preconceived ideas of this is how it's going to look um yeah, allow that fresh be. mind yeah 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 definitely cool mm. I think this is the perfect way to wrap up I feel like I need to get you on another episode because yeah, I feel like fun. we could talk about this for like a long time and go into different different areas different like and just go a bit deeper with it so yeah and the conscious parenting stuff can go deep too even yeah. the um like practicality parts of the language and yes. how we can reframe yes. the way that we talk to children yes. to empower them yeah and showing some examples of yeah how yeah. you do that as well mm. perfect yeah well, this has been such an incredible episode thank you for joining me Thanks for um feel free to plug anything you would like for some of the listeners who are listening right now yeah. would like for, to know further about you would like to know um how to further work with you with yeah. conscious parenting with coaching so the best way to reach me is on instagram and I'm just my first and last name, Kerry Tyquin. You can put that I'll in the, pop that in the, the show notes. notes. <laughs> um, and just in my Instagram DMs, I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching and I'm doing a group coaching at the moment with Inner Child. That will be uh, early June that's released. So depending on when this podcast is released, feel free to reach out to me in regards to that. The one-on-one -on -one coaching I do all the way around. There's um, in eight-week blocks. Um, and the conscious parenting knowledge, like I shared, um, gets to to either be on its own or, or with the package of doing a breakthrough as well. So yeah. I'll share all of my offerings on my Instagram and you can find me there. Perfect. Yay. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to let us know and connect with Kerry further um, and give us some feedback on this episode as well. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it served you today and I hope you got some delicious value from it. And if you did love it, please share this on your socials and make sure to tag me at the divine underscore discovery and connect with me further on there. I always love to receive messages and I would love to hear your takeaways from either one of these episodes on the podcast. And make sure you check the show notes below to make sure you don't miss out on any links 
for what we spoke about in this episode and also for any other links to find out more information about how to work with me, my services and my offerings. Have a beautiful divine day, lovelies.